Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results and headlines from the past few days before we dive into today's betting slate and cap things off with our daily betting card presented by our phenomenal sponsors over at Last Mountain Distillery. So I hope all of you are having a fantastic day and start to the week. We have a lot of snow up here in Canada. We have a snowstorm in the middle of April, so not a lot of celebrating there. But hopefully this subsides quickly. Um, I am hoping that uh, it it isn't here much longer because, as I keep saying on this show, need those golf courses to be open. Thankfully, playoff action is keeping me warm, though, and along with our plays which have been red hot recently, and we'll get into that right away. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to Bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, let's get back to the show. So as I said, we've been red hot recently on the show Monday, we went 2-1 and one on our plays there, and yesterday we posted six plays, one of our heavier slates than we've had in a while, and we went 4-2 and two there. A couple of letdowns there, I will say. The Colorado game yesterday, we'll touch on that in a few minutes. We had them in regulation, and they lost outright. And then also, uh, our Champions League result didn't quite go how we were hoping that it would, but nonetheless, as I said, very happy with our results recently. So... Let's chat about those NHL playoffs. We are through game one of all eight series. And there's a few that were not surprises and and a few major ones, I would say. One of the first ones that wasn't a big surprise was to see Boston go up one to nothing on Florida. They took game one three to one. Uh, Pasternak opened up the scoring. They had Marchand and DeBrusque get on the board as well. That being said, the shots were 32 to 29 for Florida. So they did outshoot them in the game. Boston felt flat and still won, and I think that's why they had such a historic regular season and why they should definitely be feared in the East. Now, Carolina, they went up one to nothing on the Islanders as well. They took a 2-1 to win thanks to Nosen and Ajo, who scored in that game. Sorokin was the better goaltender, and that was what we talked about in our NHL playoff preview with Jurgen Coney, was the fact that they had the better goalie in this series. Not only that, it wasn't even Anderson for Carolina. It ended up being Ranta who made 25 saves in the win. So I'm curious to see, will we see Anderson tonight? Will we see Ranta? We'll chat about that more later on when we break down game two. 
Now, Toronto got blown out yesterday 7-3, to and that's my Eastern Conference winner, so you don't love to see that out of the gate. But Tampa, they scored early and often in this one. Toronto did outshoot them 31-29 to overall. But there was a costly five-minute major for bunting. It looked like Toronto was maybe fighting back a bit in that second period. They were down just 4-2. to Then bunting takes that five-minute major, and they give up two goals. So it is only game one, but it is a concern for Toronto moving forward. And then Rangers go in on the road and blow out New Jersey 5-1 to in game one. Igor was great once again, 27 saves. And Adam Fox with a four-point night as well. Kreider scored twice. Vanessic was just poor. I think that's what this boiled down to. Four goals on just 22 shots. That's not going to cut it in the playoffs. And we see why with that result. Now out west, the Kings knocked off Edmonton in overtime. Copley was shaky in the first period as they went down 2 to nothing, But he held his own the last two periods and in overtime. And they win 4-3. to three. Kopitar was clutch. Kempe had two goals. This is going to be a long series, just like it was last year by the looks of it, and I am here for it. Minnesota, they won in double overtime over Dallas, my West winner, so I'm not here for that. But Gustafson was just special in game one. 51 saves. Ottinger made 45 of his own. Felt like heading into this series, it might be a lopsided goaltending matchup. I was dead wrong. Tight series incoming here as well between Minnesota and Dallas. Hopefully the Stars pull it out. Colorado, they lost to Seattle yesterday, 3-1. to one. The Kraken win on the road, pick up the franchise's first playoff victory ever. Honestly, they just, they lived up to that road team tag as they did all year long. Grubauer made 34 saves. That was the only reason why I didn't pick Seattle. I thought that because we weren't going to be getting Martin Jones in net, then they wouldn't have a chance. But Grubauer stepped up against his former team and had a big night. And then you had Vegas and Winnipeg. Winnipeg blows them out 5-1. to one. We had Winnipeg team total 2.5 yesterday. So that one soars over. But the Jets just outplayed them at home. Wheeler, Dubois, Connor, they all got on the board. And Hellebuck only had to make 16 saves. Pretty dominant performance from the Jets in Game 1. Now let's chat about NBA playoffs. Eastern Conference-wise, Philly's up 2 to nothing on Brooklyn. This shouldn't be a major surprise. It just feels like this Sixers team has more top-end talent and depth. Embiid had 20-19-7 and seven in the win. They won 96-84 just a couple days ago. Johnson and Bridges, I mean, they're doing everything that they can. They combined for 49. Dinwiddie only had 12 points in that game, but Philadelphia only hit half the threes that they did in Game 1 and still dominated. So I don't know a scenario where we actually see Brooklyn take a game here. feels like they're just completely outmatched. Boston are up two to nothing on Atlanta. I don't know how the Hawks win a game. That that's the flip side here. Dejounte had twenty nine, trade twenty four, Hunter had eighteen, Bogdanovich had eighteen, and they still got blown out in this game. Tatum with twenty nine and ten, White with twenty six points of his own. It just feels unfair at this point. I think this is a four, maybe five game series at best if Atlanta takes one at home. Then you had the Knicks in Cleveland yesterday. They're tied up 1-1 to in that series. The Knicks just didn't have it offensively. Randall and Brunson combined for 42. But R.J. Barrett continues to struggle, just 4 of 13 from the field. So I know that's not going to make Knicks fans very happy. But Garland with 32, Levert with 24, Mobley with 13 of his own. So big games for those guys not named Donovan Mitchell yesterday. And it's why they picked up the win. Out west, we got Sacramento up 2 to nothing on Golden State. 
Sacramento went 114 to 106. So huge result there. Once again, all out team effort. I think I really downplayed how much depth Sacramento has because Sabonis and Fox both had 24. Herder had 15. Monk had 18. Mitchell had 14. So the depth is pretty crazy there. And Golden State's not playing terribly. Steph had 28. Clay had 21. Wiggins had 22. Just bad defense once again. Now, what we did find out yesterday is that Draymond Green is going to be suspended for Game 3 because of that incident with Sabonis. Sabonis is questionable, though, because he looks to be dealing with, I think it was a sternum contusion was how it was reported, but both players are at fault for this. We, we can say that Sabonis shouldn't have grabbed his ankle, Draymond shouldn't have stomped on him. At the end of the day, if they're both missing from Game 3, it might be okay then. I think part of the reason why they suspended Draymond, it obviously has to do with his history of incidents in the playoffs, but I'm not a big fan of a series potentially being decided because of something like this. Trust me, I know that Draymond, he definitely shouldn't have been drawing at fans afterwards, but that's just who he is as a player. But nonetheless, we'll have to wait and see if Sabonis goes. Draymond certainly won't be out there in a do-or-die game for Golden State. And then Clippers and Phoenix yesterday. To me, this has been the most exciting series so far. I've watched both games. Clippers' depth has been crazy good for me. I thought without Paul George, this team wouldn't be very good, but tied at 59 at the half. Phoenix goes on to win 123 to 109. KD and Booker went off. Booker at 38, KD at 25, and then they got some help along the way. Aiton had a double-double. Craig had 17, and Paul had 16, so all-out team win there. Kawhi and Russ, though, 31 and 28 each. I think this is going to be a fun series to watch. I hope the Clippers can make it 2-2 two to two, heading back to Phoenix for Game 5. Or even go up 3-1, to one, that would be even more exciting for me. But I love this series, love the playoffs so far, and we've got more of that today. So let's head over now and talk about that daily game slate of plays that we've got for today. But before we do, let's play the video. So we've got two Champions League games today, and it just dawned on me, I didn't even touch on the ones from yesterday, but Real Madrid advanced over Chelsea 2 to nothing, and Napoli and AC Milan drew, meaning Milan moves ahead 2 to one on aggregate. So the games that we've got today are Bayern Munich, they're plus 166, taking on Manchester City at plus 145. Now Bayern being down 3 to nil was not what I expected last time. Under Tuchel, the past couple weeks, Bayern had been pretty mid. But it is a nice plus money play here for what I would consider a do or die game. Obviously, for uh, Munich, I got burned last time betting Munich. I still might dabble again today. I think that I could see a world where City doesn't go all out today. Well, I shouldn't say that. I see a scenario where Bayern goes all out today. They pick up a win, but it's not enough to actually advance over City. So I do like that plus money there for the German side. Inter Milan are plus 105 against Benfica today at plus 250. I definitely lean Inter. They're at home coming off a 2-0 win in Portugal last week. The issue is when clubs have those two away goals and now at home, they could sit back a bit, which is why I don't want to go and bet the straight-up money line. If I had this money line closer to plus 120, I think I would definitely consider Milan as a play. But I think for today, I'm expecting that this to be a draw or potentially a Milan victory 
and they advance to the semifinals. Now, NBA playoffs-wise, we do have three games happening tonight, the first of which being my Lakers taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. Lakers are minus one and a half on the road. Looks like no John Morant for Memphis with Braun, AD, and Schroeder, all game-time decisions as well. I don't see any of those guys sitting out. I think they just have that designated tag. What worries me about this game is that Rui was red hot, Reeves was red hot, so I don't know if that is sustainable long-term, but Vanderbilt was great on defense for the Lakers. With no John Morant, having it still be a pick I think shows how much depth Memphis has. I wouldn't be shocked if Memphis Moneyline was the play today. I'm just not going to play it myself. Just going to tune in and hope that my Lakers go up 2-0 in the series. Now, the Bucks went from minus 5.5 to minus 6.5 this morning. Tyler Hero out. Kyle Lowry game-time decision. And Giannis a game-time decision for the Bucks. Now, one of the worst offenses in the league scored 130 points in Game 1. I don't know if that's sustainable. Don't bet this until you figure out what's happening with Giannis, but if you do like the Bucks without him, minus six and a half is a lot of points, which is why I'm staying away. Minnesota and Denver Nuggets are minus eight and a half. Minnesota couldn't have played a worse game one. They scored just 80 points. Edwards was six of 15 from the field. Towns had a double-double, 11 and 10. Jokic wasn't even at his best, but he did get a lot of help along the way, so... I'm wondering if Minnesota can play up to their potential. That eight and a half line interests me. I might even wait and bet it early on. See if I can get the Nuggets jump out to a lead and get a better number at closer to plus 11 and a half or 12 and a half betting it live. Now, NHL wise, we have game twos tonight and it's all the teams that went on Monday. We got Islanders and Carolina once again. Cannot bet on this game until I figure out if it's Freddie or Ranta going. As I said, Sorokin was very solid in game one. Didn't get a lot of help scoring-wise, but I think a lot of these games are going to be low scoring between these two teams. As we said last episode, two of the lower scoring teams in the league. Carolina's going to have more shots, certainly once again. But this doesn't feel like a four or five game series. So I do think that the Islanders is the play tonight if you are looking for something to play. Um, If you can even get them at plus one and a half at decent money, I think it's minus 190 right now, so you kind of have to hope that Carolina really uh, moves up quite a bit as far as the odds go, but that's at least where I'm at with that game. Now, Boston, they're minus 240 at home today. I don't know how you bet Florida in this game. They just outplayed Boston and still lost game one. Boston are near invincible at home. They've got Allmark, who's 46-1 on the year. I would look at Boston regulation. I know it's probably going to be a little bit juiced, but maybe you, maybe you look at a little par- Eastern Conference parlay. You take Islanders plus one and a half, and you take either Boston Moneyline or Boston Regulation to get some nice plus money there. But once again, I think Boston dominates. Would even be willing to play the puck line today. I think it's worth it at plus 110. Minnesota and Dallas. Dallas were minus 150, and that held overnight. It's my favorite NHL play of the day, but I still can't put it in my card. Ottinger met his match in the opener, and it's probably me hoping that Dallas wins more than anything else. And because I'm emotionally invested in Dallas, because I'm holding them as a potential playoff ticket, I have to fade it from my card today. Kings and Edmonton is the final one. Oilers dominated the majority of game one, so they definitely need this one here. I think you could play Oilers in regulation. It's minus 220, so 
if you get it in regulation, you're probably looking at a minus 130, somewhere in that range. But Copley gave up a few early, and if Edmonton wants to win this game, they're going to have to get to him early, but also get to him often, because after those two goals in the first, they scored one goal the rest of the way, and that's why they're down one to nothing in the series. And then, as always, we don't even have to change this banner, probably until October. Plenty of MLB action happening today, and a lot of early games. I do love it when we get some of these 12.30 Eastern time starts. We've got a 12.30, and then we've got a bunch of 1.30... 2.30, a lot of those, so I can have that on while I'm at work today. But Tampa Bay, they're minus 200 today uh, with Rasmussen on the mound taking on Stout. I like the pitching matchup. It is the first game of the day. Rays blanked them 10 to nothing yesterday. I just think the Reds are a really bad team. Rays, one of the hottest teams out of the gate. So getting them first five at minus a half, I think, is a really good value. Look at that Rays game potentially as an early one for your card. And in San Francisco and Miami, another early one, uh, Cobb and Rogers going. Two pitchers I owned in fantasy last year and definitely let me down last year. But I do prefer Rogers in this matchup, especially since Miami has the better record out of the gate. Now, oddly enough, San Fran is averaging nearly two more runs per game. So I don't know if it's sustainable for Miami long term, but I do like them today with Rogers on the mound. It's essentially a pick em right now, so you can get minus 110 for Miami Marlins. All right, and so with that, let's head over. Let's give you our last call pick segment for today. This is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. We've got four betting plays for today. But before we do, let's play the phenomenal promo video. want to give a shout out to Mark Hardo who made all those videos for us. He's the best in the world at what he does. And so I really appreciate what he does. But Last Mountain Distillery is family owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great seasonal products. We're going to be wearing the new t-shirt on Friday. Really appreciate Last Mountain Distillery. They've got their hibiscus vodka that they dropped off, coconut vodka as well, and their sweet tea as well. Tried some of those with the wife this weekend and really love all three. So go and check out Last Mountain Distillery, the best in the business when it comes to local distilled products. All right, so let's break it down. Cardinals first five money line versus Arizona. Minus 125, and this is a one and a half unit play. Fade Bumgarner until the cows come home. That's how I view this game. The Diamondbacks are the hotter team out of the gate, but not with Mad Bum on the mound. I'm expecting early runs to be scored by the Cardinals here and just chase him early. So I'm going to take the first five money line today. And I also like the Mets versus Dodgers first five under four and a half at minus 125, and this is another one and a half unit play. Scherzer and Syndergaard. Just spells at least one of them pitching a gem to me. I could even see both going against great teams and succeeding here. Getting four and a half runs is quite a bit. I know that the Mets and Dodgers have two of the better offenses in the league, but I just think with both these guys on the mound, we're going to see a low scoring game early. I also like the Yankees first five money line versus the Angels at plus 103. And this is just a one unit play, but the Angels took the matchup five to two yesterday 
Yankees are still at home for this series. I'm not crazy about Brito on the mound, but I like him a little bit more than Canning. And I don't think that you can hold the Yankees' bats down for long. I think they're due for an explosion today, and I think it could happen early. So I'm going to take their first five minus a half. And then I'm also going to go back to the well. I am going to play Bayern Munich Moneyline versus Man City at plus 166. This is just likely me being a City hater, but I will dabble with the German side today. City do not need to win to advance. They don't even need to, to lose by two to advance. So I do think that they will win today. Uh, Munich has the scoring to pot a couple, and I think at least make things interesting in this matchup. So give me Bayern Munich money line. We will be monitoring NHL lines throughout the day. If we get a little bit of movement, especially in that Dallas game, maybe a play that we post on Twitter later on today. So go follow us on Twitter at HedgePod on all of our social platforms, in fact, at HedgePod, because we do sometimes post some later plays in the day. But we appreciate everyone who hopped on and listened to the show this morning. Got to leave you with one more thing, because this is definitely what we've been feeling lately. Show me the money. Show me the money! We're going to make some more money today. Hope you guys do too. Tail in the plays. And we'll see you guys Friday morning for the Competitive Hedge podcast. Mm -hmm.